there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hey, yeah, you can't hear this, uh, Joe, but I was just playing the music. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. I'm here with Papa Joe. Everyone knows who Papa, Papa Joe, Joe is. Here, I'm he right here, here, Bubba. Yeah, how, how do you hear me? All right. I do. I'm in my truck. I'm driving back uh, to the Keys. Oh, you're you're driving. Oh man, I could have waited. I didn't no, wanna... why wait? I was. I just saw. I was at uh, my daughter's uh, visiting the. The grandson at a at a whopping distance of uh, eight feet. Okay, I hadn't seen them. I hadn't seen them forever, so I came up here. Okay, well, um, thank you for joining us today. Um, we are. Uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't give a we didn't give an update. And I think you could confirm this. You shop at the same shopping center I go to. Uh, this episode uh, two seventy two. So we're less than. Four, five weeks away from, um, I'd say, sometime in late May, early June, where we're going to be hitting 300. Um, I know that's yeah, we're much earlier than I thought we would. And uh, I was going to call it uh, Silence of the Chickens. <laughs> but, but, uh, oh, is that well, a, you know what I'm referring to? to? The, uh, yeah. Yes, the homage to the Purdue Chicken Factory. No, no, not that. Uh, the uh, um, uh, uh, at Trader uh, at Trade Winds Plaza, there used to be a, a, a oh. big. Now there's a lot of roosters. Yes. There's a lot of roosters. Yeah, the missing. There's the missing dearth, chickens. There's a dearth of hens. There's a plethora of roosters, but there's a dearth of hens, and and right around. Right around uh, the beginning of March, when there was a um, a run on meats, remember that in Publix. I mean, I'm sure oh, our listeners, yeah. our listeners in the rest of the United States uh, and uh, some overseas areas, which we're going to give. Uh, uh, well, you know what? We're going to. I'm going to actually. I was going to say silence of the chicken. It's going to be. I left my heart in later door, or lighter door. Or Laderdorf, it's spelled L-E-I-D-E-R-D-O-R-P, and it's in Southern Holland. It's uh, about forty miles away from Amsterdam, in between uh, that and Rotterdam, uh, two the two big cities in, in Holland. But uh, we'll get to that. I just need to mention their name. So if someone happened to tune in, because I'm going to be putting that in as a title, and I'm going to put it in as a uh, hashtag. So, uh, and I didn't realize you were on the road because I sent you a little homework assignment. But that just happened because I was just going, doing a search for that. But since we are Florida Keys bartender, I was mentioning the chicken. There's a dearth of hens and either... Uh, something mysterious happened with the outbreak with only affected hens or when there was a shortage of meat 
at our local supermarkets, some people took matters into their own hands and took some of our chickens. Hey, I man. think our chickens have that, been. I think they've been taking chickens for a while from there, because otherwise I, it would have been. I uh, I kind of I'm glad. I know we've talked about this before, but uh, I'm not a real like big chicken. chicken fan. I don't like them. Do you eat them? I don't. I'll eat the shit out of them, but I don't. I don't like them uh, running around. I, you know. Yeah, you do have this uh, thing of phobia with a chicken. I did. Did I tell you? I told you the story of a. There was a young Cuban man, or younger, younger than I am, when I worked at the uh, Encore, and uh, he had um, thought he used as a pickup line talking to women when he was in. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's Cuba or here in the United States. But he says he had carnal knowledge, and he talks about having carnal knowledge of a chicken, and um, and he thought that okay. was he thought that was worthy of attention from young ladies, meaning that they thought that was intriguing. Yeah, you know? that could be worthy of attention from law enforcement officers. That could be uh, healthcare providers might want to attend to that. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's a little bizarre there. So when when it comes to the chickens, there's enough people down here that they could, you know, just a small group, maybe like thirty people, uh, would could wipe out the the wild chicken population down here. So, I mean, I on the other hand, I don't have a problem with the chickens being around. Um, do you have a problem with the cats, stray cats? I've never liked them either. Um, only cause I, I, I don't mind cats. I like cats. It's I never thought it was fair for cats to be fed and kept in a feral state. Yeah. I always wanted to see someone pick them up and, uh, you know, try and adopt them or adopt them out. Well, why but, not the ch- Why don't you feel the same way about the chickens? That goes back to my childhood in Italy dealing with chickens. Were you Chickens harassed? and small Italians, I never liked them. They always got in the way. They scared the shit out of me when I was uh, really, really young. Oh, did I you just, have? They're did noisy. Have... They're noisy. What? Were you you particularly, were you the victim of an aggressive rooster? I think I was an aggressive mama hen uh-huh. um, who didn't like me very much, and she would always chase me off this mountain in this small town in northern Italy. Uh-huh. And uh, they're dirty. They're noisy. I never liked them, and it kind of stuck with me. I see them, and I just re- it reminds me of, ah, I don't want to be around them. Okay. Well, I, I just realized that if you think about in a post, even it's not exactly apocalyptic, but um, <laughs> that so many people would have very little knowledge on how to slaughter. Or, I mean, they know. I think they know how to slaughter a chicken. You cut off its head. You know, you grab it grab it by its cause but cleaning a chicken i mean if you saw a movie like uh cold mountain and you saw renee zellweger and they were she she did one of those things where she uh you know grabbed the rooster and and killed it and you you don't really see what they're doing how to get the feathers off no one no one and i don't know of any particular movie where they go into great detail on how to do it. And there, I know there's people that live in the country and they know exactly. Sure. Like, exactly. And That's I'm common. sure the older, the older, the older someone is, the more likely they would experience that. And there's obviously younger people that have been around it. But it's amazing down here. People would have no idea what to do with it. I see a, a rooster. I would certainly, if I was hungry enough, I know what to do with a rooster. I know how to make cocoa van. I've never butchered a chicken, meaning you'd have to slaughter it, drain it, take the uh, feathers off it. I think part of that is putting it in really super hot water real quick, right? Yeah. You know what? It can't be. I don't think it's difficult. I've watched I watched the, uh, the, the cleaning of a turkey. Uh-huh. Uh, we went hunting one year. We had some turkeys to clean. It was rather, rather smelly and disgusting, but the feathers... The feathers is the hard part because if you're going to pull them, 
that, you got to sit there and pull them, and you've got scalding water, and that actually helps draw them out. They just kind of come right out. But then you have to, you know, clean the innards of the of of the bird, and you know, there's certain ways I imagine you do that. Oh yeah, I, did, I, did, I, I, I really did need need to go into the minutia of it. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people yeah. that wouldn't know how to do it. It's not, it's like a hit or miss. You did, I mean, it would take you a bunch of tries to really get it right. I think, unless you were yeah. given. If you're hungry enough, you'll get it. Yeah, fuck it. Listen, well, you probably hungry. probably you know get proper instruction. So, but the thing is, so people that aren't familiar with the keys, and if you ever come down here, I I mentioned. If you listen to this show long enough, the, one of the first times I was changing a bank, uh, the bank I was banking in Philadelphia, and I moved down here, and I was going to the new bank. And as I was going into the bank, I heard some noise, and I looked in the bush, and there was a chicken. And I really hasn't, haven't gotten around a lot at that point. It was the first couple of days there. I didn't look really closely at the supermarket and places like that. And I told the, I told the uh, teller, who I was filling out information, I said, I don't know if you know, but there's a chicken out front. And they looked at me. <laughs> and, and it's like saying, there's a bird, there's a squirrel in your tree. You know, it's yeah, like, you're looking not at from you, here, are you? What are you, an asshole? <laughs> you know, you tell me something. That's, and then you run across, you just see chickens. So you come out, you know, uh, the first time my father was here, we were heading out to get something from the supermarket. And, there were three, four chickens, and my dad's kind of amazed by it. I said, oh, yeah, there's chickens all over here. And uh, one of my friends uh, got out of her car, and she said, hey, take care of my chickens while you're at it. And, and every so often, you'd see a unique sight. And it was one day I got out of the uh, the car when I was going to the supermarket, and there was uh, eight chickens, and they were sitting sitting on different there was like five carts, and there was five of them perched on carts, and there was five. There was three on the the curb, and they were just all spaced around in different perspectives, facing each other and facing away, as if they were posing for a painting. You know, a still life. Oh they were just God. standing there. Yeah, they were just right there. But right now. We used to hear roosters all the time, and then the roosters are there. You still hear them every so often, but the roosters don't crow as much as they used to. And we thought they'd be in the neighborhood, too. We thought we'd see them in the neighborhood. And there are a lot of stray cats, but they did disappear. So that's all I have to say about the fucking chickens. And I understand you don't, you, you, you don't need to hear about it, but I just wanted to talk, talk about it briefly to give them. And, and then another update, they're uh, still continuing uh, the ban on tourists down into the Keys. So you have to have, they have a blockade up on uh, the stretch of mile marker 112. And you're going to be going through that soon, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm about to get on the stretch now. So oh, great. Within, uh, great. within 15, 20 minutes, I'm going through it. Okay, when you're going through it, stop stop me, whatever I'm saying. Um, if, if it doesn't interfere with you having to talk to anybody... Well, maybe you could put us on speaker. You know. Well, we're on. We're on the. They'll hear you because we're on the truck speaker. Oh, great, great. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't say anything to him. You think? You know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. unless you want we'll me do to, it. I don't want you to get pulled over. We'll do, yeah. No, we'll do some undercover work. If I Dan, if Don Finelli's there, if Don, <laughs> if Al Ramirez, Don Finelli, or Nancy Al, see, uh, uh. Alvarez, Ramirez, or Finelli, or uh, the, the, the sheriff, uh, Rick Ramsey, uh, give me a shout there. So uh, while we're, we're there, we're going to uh, – why don't we talk about – we'll put this. We'll talk about Leiterdorp, and it's a city of 27,000. It's near – if it's Leiderdorp, the big city is near is uh, Leiden or Leiden, depending on how it. And if, and if it's uh, famous for that's the birthplace of Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's uh, and that area is uh, known for its uh, medical uh, uh, sciences and art history and. 
things like Rolf because of Rembrandt. And the current mayor of Leiderdorp since 2012 is Layla Dreisen Jansen. Layla, L-A-I-L-A. And she was a, uh, she's a local lady, a, lo- a local woman. I don't want to sound misogynistic. Uh, she went to the University of uh, Leiden or Leiden, and um, she's the mayor. And it's halfway, it's it's on the high-speed rail line there between, I think, Amsterdam and Brussels. Brussels. So we're going to give a, a, a real shout-out to them because they're listening to the show. You know, someone, so someone downloaded. Leiderdorf. Leiderdorf, yep, Leiderdorf. And I don't know if you tripped someone may have been down here. I know I met some Dutch people, and Dutch people are lovely people. They're uh, uncommonly tall people. Are they really? Oh, yeah. The, the Dutch, I always I always believed uh, that the healthier, uh, I guess, prenatal, postnatal, and just the healthy nutrition almost everybody in the world of anybody in the world any population in the world if you have a general population that's fed well treated well uh you know there's no trauma going on civil wars and there's proper housing and uh, health delivery systems the people that on average reach their height potential and for some reason the Dutch and if you see them in their swim teams and the Dutch have are uncommonly good in an all-American sport as basketball the Dutch always put uh, fielded some people for some reason and it's not a big country no, not a no, big country no. at all. Europe, 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 Europeans love basketball man they're really good at it huh I know, but that smaller country, there's so many smaller countries, very tall, just like the Balkans. There's a lot of tall people there, too. But uh, a lot of lovely people. And and their proficiency in English is embarrassing. Yeah, you know, it's it, it sad. They, they, speak, yeah. they speak their own language fluently, and they speak English fluently. So, And then probably French and a little German. And here we are struggling with our native tongue. Um, and, and I, speak, I, speak for, I speak for myself. Yeah, you speak Italian. I have a smattering of Spanish and French, but nothing by way of the... Uh, because I, every time I meet a European, I have the French people, the Bastiens, uh, Germans... They, they're friends of mine. They're uh, psychi- psychiatrists and psychologists. And they're a husband and wife team. And they were fluent in English and they're German. And it's just, I just got to remember, when I, when I speak like this, I start feeling depressed. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it is a cultural thing in America to be resistant to learning other languages. I mean, it's, it's not across the board, thank goodness, but... Culturally speaking, I think we tend not to want to learn another language. And, and I, I always said I didn't have a natural affinity for learning another language. I didn't have an ear for it. But th- I don't know if that's correct. I think I didn't apply myself as well as yeah. I could have. I could have been fluent in French by now and had a much... Uh, I've tried with Spanish and Polish... Uh, I messed around with Russian for a year. Uh, all my sounded own. fun. What? Russian. That sounded like it could be fun. Russian? Yeah, yeah, Russian. But uh, Polish, I, I'm much better. Uh, now I'm, I'm, it's doomed. I'm never going to learn Russian because I started. I'm still, every so often I get about uh, ankle, ankle deep into Polish. I can't say up to the neck, but... I try to learn the greetings, and every time I go there, I do a crash course like four weeks before trying trying to pick up. But the language, I guess, I'm always looking for excuses why I can't do something. So I, I, I think I should find out. I should I concentrate on why I can do it. And I'm not one of the believers that you can't learn later in life. 
I don't believe. Right. I think half of it is belief. The belief that the belief that you can really helps you along. So uh, we got there. So we, to the lovely people of uh, Later Tour, thank you for listening, whoever it is, and pass it on. Maybe we can, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we can get your your mayor on. And you know, there's a lot of people here that love the Netherlands with your, you know, uh, very liberal drug laws in, in Amsterdam. And you're, <laughs> we're very enamored. Oh yeah, I'm. I happen to be a sober person, which is. I wish I had made my way there, um, because I would have sampled that. And I was never my. I was. I never really had a fascination with weed. I liked it, but my, my thing used to be with alcohol, so uh, I never, it's never like I went on a bender for three days smoking weed, so that would have been something. And you're also popular because you have your uh, red light district. So, um, and, and I know that's, oh, yes, that's, that's not a characteristic of your culture, it's just that you're very progressive about it here we have those things here but we make it go underground and it becomes much more destructive and harmful harmful to the people uh, that have to provide the sex work the sex workers themselves and uh, and, and detrimental to the, the you know society at large because of the way we vilify the people that that work in that business so um I'm, I think I'm done with that. We'll, we'll say goodbye at the end of the show. So, Joe, Psychology Today did it is uh, put out an article, and this is in the last two days, and it said that besides the coronavirus being viral and being people susceptible to it, they're also susceptible being in this after the stay-at-home order in a lot of states, the quarantine. And that they're susceptible to the moods of the people around them, which isn't, you know, Interesting. yeah, that, that if your negativity could be viral when you're around people, it's very hard to be, you know, yeah, imagine, I mean, I, I've never been in a place where uh, if it was prevalent, if it was a predominantly negative let's say, a, a really abusive household, right? Right. You normally didn't find someone whistling and, you know, zippy de doo dying it around when, you know, they're surrounded by shitty attitudes. I mean, that, yeah, that, I mean, that, it's that, a pretty, yeah. I would imagine it's a pretty down mood across the board. Yep, and it happens in workplaces. Uh, if you If you have a you know, they, there's a predominant mood if something goes down, especially smaller workplaces, where there's like six, seven employees. If something goes down and there's like four or five people affected, it really weighs down on you. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've seen it happen. It's, it's a negative. And I imagine in a household where you don't have, and I say I have to imagine because I'm fortunate. You know, I do have a, I do live with a teenager, and she vacillates between happy and sad, especially be, not being able to see her friends all the time. But she's, uh, from what I hear from other people, she seems to be uh, much more uh, positive than a lot of uh, other teenagers. And and my and Abby, Abby seems to. She always seems to try her best to keep a stiff upper lip and be positive. So, how's it going with you guys? I mean, you got out. You went out. You went out to see your daughter and your uh, grandchild, right? I mean, observing the proper social distance and all that stuff. But how is the stay-at-home order working in between you and Damon? Well, I mean, it's fine. We uh, if we go somewhere. Uh, you know, we keep our distance. We don't socialize in general. There's a few people that we might hang around. Um, everyone is essentially minding their P's and Q's. No one wants to get sick, naturally. And uh, 
I know it's, it's okay. I mean, we're not really down about it. I will say this, you know, Damon, Damon works and uh, there are natural stresses when businesses suffer a slowdown. I can only imagine businesses that have closed. And so you add those stressors and anxieties. What I wanted to say was, can you imagine a household that suffered from domestic violence during all of this? Well, we, we spoke about we spoke about that uh, two, two shows ago, that the incidents of domestic violence have increased in some uh, some reporting agencies have said but South Africa let's just say South Africa their minister of I think is her minister of the interior closed all sales for alcohol and uh, tobacco since the uh, you know since they started imposing restrictions and almost right. all types of crime went down assault uh, robbery car theft rape except domestic violence now what that means is domestic violence was uh, static it didn't go down the reporting didn't go up or down so that could mean and I hate to say it like this because it sounds kind of negative if it stays static and most people are staying home that could actually be a reduction Right. Yeah, well, because because you know, normally normally would be, normally people would avoid if they're in a a bad domestic situation if they had the option of staying away from their home, they would right. stay away from and, the home well, as much as possible. But if it hasn't gone up coming home, and we thought there was a correlation between the use of alcohol and uh, or actually the way the correlation between alcohol usage and uh, domestic violence and if you didn't have the uh, alcohol would that affect it either way because so i guess the one test scenario would be the 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 state of pennsylvania because in early march right. the state of pennsylvania even though a lot of the border most of the population lives along the border of pennsylvania from the eastern southeastern border of Philadelphia there's you know three million people and the Pittsburgh uh, area there's two and a half and and the southern border and the interior is about a third of the population let's say so all right hey listen I'm, I'm at uh, Jim I'm at the checkpoint okay let's pause that let's hear it. so what's it look like um that was probably a dozen vehicles on the road uh, the commercial vehicles, of course, are being uh, allowed to go through here. Hold on one second. Okay. Good, and you? Thank you. Thank you, sir. That was it, huh? That was it. That was uh, the deputy just checked the address on my license to make sure I lived in uh, Monroe County. Oh, okay. And, you don't uh, have You don't have a sticker? I do have the sticker, but they're not uh, they're not really dealing with the stickers because so many people made fake ones. Oh wow! I'm impressed. So they were I'm they impressed. were they they were ripping them off people's uh, windows, and that forced them to check every identification coming into the keys. So wow. good for them. If you have a business or you're here on business. They will give you a temporary pass in the form of a sticker that they stick on your windshield. Um, and, of course, if you have no business in the Keys and you're just trying to get in, uh, they just turn you around and uh, send you back to Miami. You heard uh, the first couple days there was a woman who was uh, traveling down here driving, and uh, she said the Keys were a bucket list, and it had which was – Within two days, I think, of the them putting up the checkpoint. And she tried to explain to him. He said, no, this is my bucket list. I have to go down there. And they said, no, you can't go in because of this. And she said, well, you can't stop me. <laughs> and, well, they stopped her and they arrested her. <laughs> so, yeah. That, she yeah. proved them wrong. She was like, you can't stop <laughs> me. You can't stop me. There, just, you, you had to 
directly express that. So there's people. Hey, hey, maybe her bucket list was to spend the night in jail in Monroe County. Yeah, she got a chance to go to Plantation Key. You know, I she probably got a ticket maybe or something. Oh, you think maybe she, they did take her in because she. It was a lawful order. But um, there's a lot of anger at that from the people in the mainland. And I understand why. They say, you know, here we are. We're blocking them from coming in. Well, people are trying to say we're a small community, a very small community that has a checkpoint because we have a way we can control access. Where Homestead, 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 Miami, Fort Lauderdale cannot control access in and out of their area. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service. Without all the drama. Because there's so many uh, ingress and egress points, right? You got you got public transportation, you have highways, you have airports, you got stuff like that. That's it. And and then you have uh, commerce and all that. Well, we have one way in and one way out. Actually, two way in and two way out if you consider Cardtown Road, right? So, yeah, I mean, limited access. Yeah. So what the the way they thought uh, we could do our you know stay at home order control it if we can get it down to zero down here, which for some reason we can't get it down to zero. It's been a month, right? And there's still people yeah. getting there's still people getting ill. I mean, part of it they got construction workers coming down here. You know. Construction, construction, which is not essential. Well, there's still, look, there's still people coming here. Uh, it's just down to the people that are needed to be here for whatever businesses are still open. Yeah. Uh, just the public employees that, that, that make the trip every day. But you got to remember, in Monroe County, there's three hospitals. And nine ventilators. In, and nine ventilators. Nine ventilators. There's, there's less than 150 hospital beds. And not one hospital has a trauma center. Yeah. So you you start, uh, you get an outbreak of a new virus, and you overwhelm all the medical facilities. Everyone's going to have to get transported to Metro Dade, which compounds their capacity in hospitals. Listen, we're actually doing Miami-Dade a grand favor by, by not having an outbreak here to speak of, we're not burdening their medical staff and hospital beds. We're actually keeping more available for the people of Miami-Dade and Broward. Well, and no one ever mentions that, and, and they need to start remembering that, yeah, it's tough. You don't get to come here yeah. and go fishing. But you know what? If, God forbid, something happens to your mom, your dad, or your kids, you probably got hospital beds you wouldn't have had if we had had an outbreak because we have to transport these people to Jackson yeah. Hospital and Baptist Hospital. Yeah, it, as it turns out, as it turns out, where there's outbreaks, especially in small communities, they quickly get overwhelmed. And when there isn't an outbreak, yeah. let's say in uh, some of the bigger cities like uh, where Texas is opening up, obviously, I guess there's no big outbreaks in Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, uh, because they're gonna, they're opening wide open. I, Atlanta, there's a they're under a little stress right now, but Georgia's opening up, so we'll find out what it what it's going to be like for people um, in those areas, and I guess Jacksonville will find out because Jacksonville's right over the border away from Georgia. But on lighter notes. We can look at some of the things that have. Uh, I've been looking into the Google searches that have came about since um, COVID-19. Uh, now, the U.S. 
I have to say, we are definitely the small bus of the world because uh, of one question. Oh, two questions. Okay. These are the search. All right. The sandwiches, the sandwich, the top five questions in the U.S. Uh, on uh, are when will number one? When will Disney open up? <laughs> right. Okay. Number two. Okay. What is pneumonia? Because I guess people are looking. They think, what is pneumonia? What are that? What you know? What? is, uh, you know, they, they're thinking, oh, my God, is this pneumonia or is this COVID-19? And then it goes, what is corona- coronavirus? That was number three. And then number four is, when did it start? Which, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, those two and three seem to be very important. Very important. Yeah. Uh, one I don't know how that affects you. you, if you yeah, there's a bunch so of people important. thinking, what the, oh, God, i got to get my kids to Disney. I don't give a shit. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they thought, oh, maybe the coronavirus would kind of be a good thing for my family. would knock the kids out for a little while and stuff like that. You know, they're not taking it too seriously. Uh, but number five, listen to this one. Number five, how do you cut your own hair? <laughs> That's important. It really is. How to cut? How do you cut your own hair? How the hell? What kind of question? There's, <laughs> you're either a professional. You you're either a professional. You're skilled, like as Edward Scissorhands, and you can do yeah. it. A really skilled stylist, but otherwise, you shouldn't cut your own hair unless you're doing it, like um, Demi Moore did in that movie where she trained to be a Navy SEAL. What right. was that movie? Well, that's what I did. Jim, I, 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 my hair was getting uncontrollable. It was, uh, yeah. uh, and it was, it's hot outside in, in you yeah. know, it's been in the, uh, there's been some days Wait, it's been in the upper nineties. You, you shaved your head. I took, uh, I took the clippers. I put in a one and a half, uh-huh. uh, guard and I had Damon just, uh, chop off my hair. Okay. Well, that doesn't count as count cutting your own hair. Damon did it because there actually someone had to decide it was a good way, you know, a good thing to do. And and since yeah, he did it, he bought into it. He couldn't give you shit about it. That makes perfect sense. But, okay. Hey, but in his defense, he actually cuts his own hair. Oh, I saw that. I see he does his hair. What was he use a two? Hey. Uh, no, nah, I think he uses a number one. Okay. And uh, he just goes, he just buzz, you know, we both got buzz cuts. And so it's easy. You just draw the damn thing across your head until all your hair is gone. If and, I did, yeah, uh, I know exactly. I mean, there's a bunch of movies where you see people shave their own heads, usually right before they go crazy. I mean, Britney Spears did it. Yeah. When she went out. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie, uh, in the movie, uh, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, uh, Royal Tannenbaums. You ever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, Luke Wilson shaves his head. And uh, there's, um, I think Sigourney Weaver does it in Aliens, or yes, she does. Or yes. one of the Alien movies, uh, and and it's always it's always a cathartic moment. It's either you're about to kick somebody's ass, right, or you just lost, you just went apeshit. <laughs> That's when that goes on when people are shaving their heads. Uh, so. Okay, now I'm going to give you the five, the world. Now, this is where we, this is the world. Uh, How can I be tested? Number one. Okay, that's excellent. How do I get tested? Okay, Okay, how do I get tested? How do I make a face mask? So far, we're good. And number four, when will the lockdown end? And number five, how many people have died? So take, take in consideration, take in consideration the two big questions. The number one question, when will Disney open? <laughs> and, and number five, how do I come out of there? Yeah, to put and, it in perspective, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like in the top 20, there's going to be, uh, what can I give myself a coffee enema? Or, uh, 
forward to think uh, about shaving your nether regions. That'll be another part. Uh, here I am. Yeah. But there's all sorts of uh, things. What? Um, uh, the, the, just think about. Uh, there's prior prior to the coronavirus, the top search item items, and this is in the last. This is like 2018. Oh, and and one of the one. Wait, one of the recent ones. <laughs> it's, uh, a search item, and it was toe rash, toe rashes, because that was fine. There's a whole bunch of new symptoms come out, and toe rashes came about. <laughs> now, I bet there's a bunch of people with janky-ass toes, right? Yeah. Well, if you and, ain't got your hair cut, you probably haven't done your nails. You haven't done your nails. You've been wearing shoes for the longest time. Now you're sitting around the house. Springtime's rolling around, and now you're looking down – you know, you're twiddling your thumbs, and then all of a sudden you're starting to pay attention to different parts of your body, and you look down at your toes, and he goes, oh, is that a rash? I think people are starting, yeah. I think people are starting to dis- uh, discover their fungus on their feet. And, they're, and it's a direct correlation. They're trying to make a correlation between that and COVID-19. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things that probably go with COVID-19. But the toe rashes, I think that's just fungus on present on a lot of people's feet because they're just wearing shoes all the time and they never have the opportunity to give a close inspection to their body. I hope people, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, a lot of people probably aren't uh, uh, paying very close to attention to their personal hygiene. There was just a, an ABC reporter on Good Morning America and uh, he uh, went on camera and right now I'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast. I'm not wearing a shirt. But I am wearing shorts. I'm not saying undershorts, just undershorts. I'm wearing shorts. Because I'm not going to sit my... Once I start doing the podcast in my underwear, it's game over. I'm going to shave my head. I'm, I'm going sh- to shave my own head and do all that stuff. Okay? But prior, prior to COVID-19, there's the top 10 searches, right? Narcissist. Number one was narcissist. Everyone was into what is a narcissist. Uh, I, yeah, think I wonder what happened, why. What, what do you think? What do you think sparked that? Oh, Donald Trump. Well, yeah, yeah, narcissist. But I think. Well, and no, there's a reason why. Like I him think or not, social it media. Matter, I think social. I think social yeah. media. No social media. You think social media drove that? I, I think I Instagram. Think the term if you're looking at it, how many girls? How many girls have you seen just post pictures after picture of themselves and guys? Oh, oh for fuck's sake! It, it is a talk about an epidemic. Yes, but I think the the term itself has been used in the media describing the president so much. It would not shock me that people would go and and try and you know query it on Google. Here, here's some of the weird ones. There's some ones that are kind of really enlightening. You see about motivational quotes. That was a big search. Motivational quotes. Uh, finding purpose. That was up there. Um, inequality. Because one of the inequality people was trying to think like wage disparities and things like that. Um, and being a stay-at-home mom. I, I guess that's in there. But some of the other ones way up there was tumor, tu, turmeric, T-U-M-E-R-I-C, the spice, turmeric. Yeah, turmeric, yes. Number two. Interesting. That's, number that's two. interesting. Um, okay, number five was cheating wife. <laughs> when people, I think it's in the United States. Hey, was this uh, in the United States or is this worldwide? Oh, this is the United States, of course. Worldwide, it would be how do I how do I get clean water? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ! They got other concerns. Turmeric. They would be looking up turmeric. You know, in Vietnam, they've been using that for years. A cheating wife, because I guess the study came out and they realized that the same level of uh, infidelity was occurring among women and men, and men were shocked. Men were shocked that. Well, how dare women do that, you know? How dare they do what we do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, this one is, ooh, ugh. this is dark. Um, DIY abortion. Oh, my God. Yep. That probably came out of Alabama. Yep, yep. It's got to be like 
uh, a, a state that's really restricted. And people are thinking, well, yeah. well, there you go. There you go, right to life, people. This is what – that is number six. That's right in the middle. So that's a weighty that's search. That is a weighty search. That means people are saying, yeah. well, listen, you're not giving me a choice. And people say, well, we're going to make it hard. You know what? If you're going to think about – People doing late-term things to get their bo- get the baby out of their system. Sometimes in the fifth month. Oh my God! Sixth month, seventh month. Who knows? You know, some horrible thing. Uh, um, yeah, it is. It is. That's oh, number nine was weed. Weed. Just weed. Pot. Okay, well, I'll give them. I'll give them pluses for that. Like weed. weed in general. Like how do you, how do you grow your own weed? I think it was weed in general. It was like probably how to buy weed, what is weed, and people start seeing it. I think what happened is when people started decriminalizing it on the state level and making it medicinal and things like that, people started saying, well, if these people do it, there's like people that were always on the fence, right? Right. And they're thinking, well, there could be something to it. And there's people that, you know, always say... Nope, nope. It's bad as heroin. It's just as bad as heroin. You know, weed's just as bad as heroin. Don't do it. Don't do it. Might as well do crystal meth if you're going to smoke some weed. You know, that's just the way people are. But then there's people on the on the on the fence, and the people on the fence go, "Hey, you know what? If I don't have to be on oxycodone, and this will help, I'll do this." This sound, and I could grow it. Right. You're not going to make. I'm not making oxycodone or oxycontin or yeah. anything. You can actually do something that'll get you off your opiates. It's non-addictive. Yeah, I mean that's and just what it's all kinds of. Yeah, well, I understand why people want to look it up. That yeah. makes sense. So the, yeah, that that's you can always do. Uh, a real-time Google search. You can just say what's trending right now, and it's really. Um, I looked at the ones that were trending before, and some of the famous people, the most Googled person in the world, even though Google is mainly an American platform, but they said in the world, because Google's used in other, I guess, European countries too and all that, uh, Alibaba, I think that's, or is Alibaba the, is Alibaba the Chinese Google, or is it the Chinese uh, Amazon? Oh, I want to say it's the Chinese Google, but I could be wrong. Yeah, well, what, what the most Googled person in there was, oh, who was a football player? Antonio Brown. Really? Antonio Brown. He wasn't, he was a good, he, <coughs> a, a very good football player, but I guess he was so outrageous that, yeah, Antonio Brown. Yeah, and it, so Man, that was that yeah. was 2019. That was 2019, not that long ago, you know, because no, because, no. but a lot of things have changed since uh, 2019. Uh, and there's funny. Uh, there's a a Canadian actress who does short films on YouTube, and uh, she did one where her 2019, her 2021. Uh, self came to visit her two ni- 2019 self, right? Okay. And she's talking to herself and th- and they're saying to get what to get ready for and she just starts giving her hints. She goes, oh, you may want to buy some stock in Zoom uh, and do this. And she, goes, <laughs> and she goes, well, tell me the good news and the bad news. Well, the good news is you're going to be able to catch up in all that Netflix watching you wanted to do. And then and, and one of the other things she said, and, um, you know, and 2020, you're going to be, you know, there's going to be some big things happening. She goes, well, and the girl goes, uh, well, I guess 2020, they're really going to, um, they're really going to talk about the Australian wildfires. And that'll be like the, the thing that people really focus on how big the fire and, the, and the person from later 2020 goes, what? Oh, oh, that. Oh, my God. She goes, she starts <laughs> laughing. She goes, that isn't 
gonna be that isn't gonna be even close to what they're talking about. <laughs> you gotta make that and then you see the person. It was very good. It was very good. I was very impressed with it. It was a lovely a lovely actress. I forget her name. I'm gonna I'll look it up. I'll endorse her. But uh we've we've done fifty minutes and you should be on you should be almost home. I'm uh, parked in my driveway as we speak. Oh, God. Okay, well, listen, we're going to sign off. Uh, I want to thank you. Um, and listen, we'll, I'll talk to you about doing it at a different time. This way, uh, it, it worked this time. You didn't drop off, so kudos. No, that's why I, I, I ran to the truck because uh, the truck, actually, I always get pretty good coverage here. Well, it wasn't necessarily the truck. I was talking about just the Internet. Uh Thing, you know, oh, you mean you're so, on your end? Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad it, it helped Inter- out. The internet, because we use we use the broadcasting app and all this stuff. You know, technology. It's almost like I'm one of those people you see in the future, a post-apocalyptic world, and people are still using technology, but they don't know exactly how it works. They know if you set it this way and set it this way that this works. You know, but they it's kind of like a magical thing happening behind. Like, there's some kind of wizardry going on behind this flat panel. You know, if I know yeah, I hit this I put, button. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to, we're going to say uh, thank you to our listeners in uh, Later Dorp. And it'd be great if you, if you do, you know what, maybe you will pass it. Share it with the other people in town. And if you'd like, we'll promote one of your businesses there. Maybe a coffee shop, a coffee shop. Maybe we'll do a live. Maybe we could do, I recently found Joe. And if we do a, it's five hours ahead of time. So we'd have to do an early one in the morning. But I could link you to a phone call and get, and we could do another phone call to uh, somebody in later door. Say at a coffee shop or a breakfast place. I don't know if you're shut down. Or maybe from. The, the mayor's house or something like that. If uh, Layla looks like a, Layla looks like a friendly person, and we could promote your town. And you know, when people pop in from over to Amsterdam, and they go, they won't just go to the you know the marijuana bars and the red light district. They'll hop on the high speed line and ride down to Lederdorp or uh, Leiden, uh, Leiden. Ah, oh, jeez, I just want to, I'm, I apologize if I mispronounce it. I'm going to have to write it down phonetically uh, so we pronounce it correctly. But I'd like to link up, and I'd like to be the number one American podcast in your Dutch town. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't, it would be even better if we were just the number one pod, podcast. I would put that on the website. The number one podcast in Lederdorp, Holland. And I think we could probably do that right now. There's 27,000 people. Now, nah, you probably have a, a a football show. When I say football show, they, soccer over there, that's very popular right. over there. And you probably have like 100 listeners. Now, if I can get 200 listeners or 300 listeners there, I bet we would be the most popular podcast there. And I would just do, uh, we could just do a five-minute piece. I would do that. I would do that for a bunch of shows that would be interesting we just get we could get someone from your uh, meteorological uh uh department to tell the weather or maybe someone from your city council to st- talk about events you might be having maybe you have like uh, a wooden shoe contest what else do they have over there <laughs> windmill designing uh, oh no that i'm not trying to be disparaging no you know, something whatever not. i was no, just something, 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 uh, something cultural, something that's uniquely cultural. But Jesus, you do have, you know, the birthplace of Rembrandt. And here we are, we're in the Florida Keys. And I guess, well, we're not the birthplace of Hemingway, but Hemingway did come down here. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's down here. What else? Is there anything? Do we have any heritage? Oh, the movie Key Largo. I think we the have Dutch a movie really, Key Largo. We yeah. have a very rich history in, uh, in 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 pirating and privateering. Yep, and privateering. Um, and I think yeah. the Dutch were involved in that. The Dutch, the Dutch have a history in privateering and pirating. I think they, they were, were actually probably they pretty, were, pretty they, good no, at they it. were they were a mercantile nation, but some of them, 
No, actually, almost all, like, Britain had that. Britain had one. The French, the Spanish, all the major maritime nations had their own segment of people where whenever they went to war, they let some of their private fleet go on their own and say, listen, you can, whatever you can seize, go and get. And it's just a part of doing business during war. Uh, forgive well, me, that's just uh, yeah, we, The Keys has a pretty interesting because between the Spanish influence and, and, and the fact that it's sitting right in the Caribbean yeah. and, uh, at a waypoint, I mean, it was a port. It was a fairly important port at one point. So, you know, they could, uh, we could talk about that. They could talk about what goes on. In yeah, and even though dark, you're not yeah. a coastal, even though you're not a coastal community, you are at sea level, just like we are. Their sea level's like zero. When they said the sea level, because it's, it's the Netherlands. You know, they got the dikes and all that right. stuff around there. So we're at the same. We're on, we're on level with you guys. And uh, we could, I could probably get you to be a, a Key Largo. You're, if you want to, you're 27,000 people. Why don't we get, we can get you to be our sister city. I'll bestow, as the Florida Keys bartender, since we don't have a mayor, you know, I'm, right. as, much as, I'm as much as an authority here as anyone else. We'll make you mayor. We'll make you ma- mayor. I'm going to de- declare Thank myself you. mayor. Of Key Largo Toontown, Toontown, right? Like if we were a cartoon town. And we'll be yeah. your sister city. How about that? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that I'm gonna post this all over it. I'm gonna go and friend friend that group on Facebook and we're we're gonna be there and then maybe uh we could do some trade or something like that. You know? The Liederdorfers. Uh, Leiter, Leiterdorf. Leiterdorf. Leiter, it could be Leiterdorf. Dorp. D-O-R-P. Dorp. Leiterdorfer. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I'm all for it. You are? Oh, that's awesome. I'm all for it. Yeah. I want to be a Leiterdorfer. Okay, listen, I'm going to keep you on the air, and I'm going to sign off, but I'm also going to I'm going to give uh, – well, I could do this while I'm t- talking to you, and then I'll do the I'll, – I'll wait till the very end to do the music, Okay. So if you want to comment on anything, you can comment. I'm going to start doing it. Okay, Uh, listeners, if you want to show some love to the show, and we started getting a lot of downloading since we just, my feed's going out to iTunes and all that stuff and Spotify. I don't see as much Spotify as uh, iTunes, but I think we'll see that soon. Uh, If you go to www.keysbartender.com, we have uh, Bellissima Wines is one of our affiliates. And if you go through there and show us some love by ordering some of their fine products, it's Italian Prosecco. Prosecco is Italian itself. And sparkling white wine. And they have a low sh- uh, sugar alternative. And it is um, Christy Brinkley's Vineyard. So you, you can't beat that. So just go to sponsors under our website, www.keysbartender.com. Go under sponsors section, and you can go through that link there, and you'll find it. Also, if you want any CBG products or CBD products, CBG products, um, the kind, D-A-K-I-N-D, two words. Uh, it's a local company here in the Upper Keys, and they make edibles. They make oils. Uh, edibles and they have smokables and it's cbg products and you can go to dekind d-a-k-i-n-d so it's www.dekind.com d-a-k-i-n-d.com and you can check out their products they'll be happy to ship them to you and they also have it locally available in upper keys and eventually they'll probably have it in other places too uh i'm a regular user of it there's no thc in it i just want you to know joe do you, do you know about that no, these are um, these. This is the product that's without the THC, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, trace amount, but uh, uh, cannabinoid. Uh, there's a cannabinoid system, just much like there's a, a nervous system in the body, and a lot of uh, medical uh, providers uh, find that it's a good way to reduce anxiety, inflammation. And a whole host of other things. It's not for, obviously, it's not for addressing critical cares that you have, but it, it, it is a very, it's, it's 
actually even probably more benign than vitamins. So uh, check out these products if you have an opportunity. I'd like to thank Papa Joe for talking us through the checkpoints and making it back down here. Escaping I'm from home. Hometown, like doing a reverse That's gate right. from New York. And we'll be coming <laughs> back to you again. Thank you very much. And thank you. Uh, we we love you later, Dorf. Okay? Go later, Dorf. Go later, Dorf. Bye. Stay there, Joe. Come here. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until, of course, something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think.